Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. Greetings and salutations, Positive Heads. It is a magical Monday here in the studio as I crank up the microphone and begin this transmission from my heart and mine to all of yours. Hope my message finds you well. Going to take a question from a lovely listener today and uh, sort of examine that for, well, most of the episode. I think it will take most of the episode to um, dive into this very pertinent um, topic and situation that I believe many people will be able to relate to in their own way. Before I do, though, I would like to take a moment and read a review on iTunes. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. They help us to not only reach new people, but also fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. And this one came in by Travis's Life. And uh, Travis said here, I've been struggling with how to articulate Brandon's podcast presence in my everyday. I've been listening to this podcast for about a month and the positivity it has manifested in my life can't be overstated. Well, let me say this. I'll interject. The, the positivity you've manifested in your life by tuning in to something that is um, helping you to manage your vibration. So um, I didn't do it. You did it. But uh, I just played a little part. Anyway, let me continue. But it's more than that. It's about the mindset that gets me to reach out to everyone I encounter each day. I would love it if as a brown woman of color, I would so appreciate it if Brandon would explain his reality to include queer people of color. Nevertheless, this queer person of color wants to thank you, Brandon, for being one of the biggest sources of positivity. Oh, thank you so much, Travis. And thank you for your life and your message. Um, so including people uh, of color, queer people of color. So let me just say this. The first thing that comes to mind, you know, we talk a lot about uh, on the show, uh, Abracadabra, As I Speak, I Create, and The Power of Words. You know, when I hear the weird queer, like I just looked it up, it's strange, odd, um, almost has like a, a a negative connotation to it. So just something to consider when using that word. Um, you know, if, if you feel good about it, then by all means use it. Um, I, you know, I personally, like I said, it, it instantly brings up uh, like there's something 
wrong, right? Something's odd. Something's off. I don't believe there's anything off with anyone who is uh, bisexual, transgender, homosexual, you name it, any of it. Um, So I certainly like to include people of all colors, of all, you know, sexual, sexual preferences, you name it. The funny thing is, it's funny, Travis's life, I have one um, homosexual uh, relative that I know of, uh, my cousin Travis. So what do you know? There's a little synchronicity. And, um, but yeah, you know, be careful if you are in any sort of, um, if you have any life preference or situation, sexual preference that makes you, let's say, unique, more unique, uh, more rare than the average straight person, let's say. That's the most common sort of thing that that's out there, I'm sure, if we looked at it statistically. Don't equate that to uh, negative in your own mind in any way because it's certainly not. And I have included, uh, Travis, for that matter, I have included um, – uh, Lauren Cielo comes to mind, who's transgender, who was on a while back. Uh, amazing, amazing interview. So you might check that out. I'm open to any suggestions. I have, I include everyone, uh, and I'm open to everyone. And there's no one that uh, I love or care for, or I'm open to any less. And so, just want to say that in response to the request to include. You are included. You are me. I am you. And uh, there is no separation between us. The se- Well, the separation there is is illusory. So uh, thank you for being and thank you for showing up. And uh, I love you and I love any and everyone who's listening, even those who aren't listening. I love them too. <laughs> so um, moving right along, let's jump into today's question. Oh, one other little synchronicity there, thinking of, speaking of my cousin Travis. So I haven't seen my cousin Travis in, I don't know, 10 years plus. Well, what do you know? Travis was planning to come to California, lives in North Carolina, to visit uh, this week and just had to cancel because of work-related issues. But how funny, I, you know, is going to see my cousin Travis for the first time in a very long time uh, can't make it and instead I got this review so interesting energetic tie-in there right pretty cool um, okay so on to the question this one came in uh, on the Facebook group from India and uh, oh the Facebook group for those of you who don't know positive heads it is uh, a wonderful place on the interwebs to connect with other listeners open up ask questions like India did here and um yeah, so if you're not on there, jump on there. Um, you can also write in brainin at positivehead.com if you want to write questions directly to me. Uh, happy to receive them that way as well. Um, so the question, it's a little bit of a long, long one. Uh, the story, the back, you know, the background on the question, if you will. But, uh, you know, let's do it. Let's read it. So. Hi there, Brandon and fellow P-Heads. I'm a longtime listener as your show has changed my life from day one, grabbing my attention with strong synchronicity, then you reeling me in with great advice and even sprinkling in a bit of Abraham. I was am hooked. <laughs> I even wrote my first review ever on anything inspired to reel in other P-Heads. <laughs> what prompted me to send this email today was a question. At the heart of the question, I feel it is, only, it is one you've answered over and over, though I thought I'd ask anyways because I believe it was you that said, some can tell you something 50 times, but it's not until that 51st time when you hear it said in a way that finally resonates with you. Let me stop right there. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, you guys hear me repeat myself all the time. Why? Why? Because we're rewiring our brains here. We're rewiring, we're opening our hearts here. This is a, this is a process. It's, it's something that takes, you know, 
You don't just take one shower to clean yourself. You don't just, you know, there's a reason uh, Coca-Cola still advertises to you, even though you know what it tastes like. It's like, you know, inundating you with what it is uh, that you want to uh, embody more of. And it just becomes, you know, ingrained in your being, in your soul, in your cells, in your mind, in your heart. So it, it is, it's absolutely those very, very true. You can hear something sometimes, every time you hear something, you're at a different place. You're always new, right? Every moment you're born anew. So you can hear something or feel something or energy that maybe comes through me that's, um, you know, being projected out is of a different quality, maybe because I've changed since the last time I said it. Oh, and it, then it has an impact that's differently, right? It touches you differently. So, okay, continuing. In the past couple of years, your show has completely changed the way I handle everyday struggles, little and not so little, in a way that is peaceful and pleasant, both for myself and the people that are mirroring the not so beautiful reflections of myself. You've changed the way I wake up and go to bed with a routine of meditation and yoga. My life has totally 360 for the better in every way, except for this one big issue that I have no idea how to deal with. I fought my ego in writing this message because I don't dig spreading bad vibes. I don't want this story to define me or give it any more energy, but yet the ego won. So here goes with the story to prelude the question. I do apologize ahead of time for my lengthiness. My husband and I both have great careers here in Colorado. Him an electrician and builder and myself a horticulturist grow consultant. At the beginning of 2016, my husband was asked to help start up and run a grow operation for people that live out of state by a friend who was no longer able to help them. My husband talked to me about helping him. I said yes, simply because I'd do anything for that man. Upon meeting the elusive out-of-state owners of the operation, I had an immediate bad feeling rush over me. It felt like deja vu mixed with food poisoning. I gave them a chance for the sake of my husband. I was friendly, helpful, and professional, but the more time I spent with them and heard the words they spoke and witnessed their actions, I knew I should have listened to my trusty guides. These folks were not people I wanted my husband or I to be in the presence of, let alone work for. They proved to be untrustworthy as they spoke about how stupid people in this town were because a cashier was so busy and overwhelmed that she missed an entire AC unit. And I asked if they went back to correct it because that probably has to come out of her paycheck. But they just laughed and called her a dumb B word. Trying to keep her clear, Brandon. Trying to keep her clean, Brandon. <laughs> in quotes. Uh, that just being one of the many awful spewings that came up upon meeting them. It was obvious to me that all they cared about was material and more of it, no matter who they had to step on to get it. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to talk my husband out of it, and it's now been over a year, and the working aspect with my husband is great, getting to spend time with him growing beautiful plants. It is only when it comes time to crop when the bad guys show up and make life very uncomfortable for the few weeks that they're here. They put my husband on edge with all of their extravagant spending and saying that, they broke, that they're broke in the same breath. They've only paid him a small fraction of the salary they promised him and haven't paid me a cent. He feels he has to stay until the date he said he would work, which is another 10 months, for the sake of getting paid. Seeing the anger, frustration, and guilt he feels for involving me that these folks have invoked in him makes it very hard for me to keep my what would Buddha do attitude. It makes me feel a hate I've never felt before. My whole body will tremble. My heart races and I can barely conjure up a sentence when I think of telling them off. My beast comes out and all I want to do is bring their corpses to my beloved's feet like a cat 
boastfully drops off its prey at the front door. That made me laugh. That's so good. Uh, I know that was awful. That's why I'm coming to you on how to approach this situation with just the right amount of yin and yang so that they still still feel comfortable enough to be around me for the remainder of the time we have to be around each other. But in the same note, knowing clearly that I do not agree with their morals or rather lack of and that I do not wish to be amongst their company outside of work. I know the old adage that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, but I feel it is imperative to have this conversation to get this huge weight off my chest. I don't like faking a smile or lying about why I couldn't make it to dinner for the sake of keeping the peace because my inner peace is stifled upon being anyone other than myself and the way they make me feel is far from myself. I've meditated on this many times, trying to move the intention from head to heart. I've tried tapping it out, and after listening to a recent episode of yours, I've tried sending them meta. And I honestly can't do any of it honestly. There's just too much built-up bad energy. When thinking about them, my brain turns totally reptilian, not allowing any room in the heart. How can I make this much-needed conversation as heartfelt as possible? Is there a wizard out there to help this cowardly lion find heart? India. Uh, uh, India, I feel you. You're such an eloquent writer. I. It's just, um, wow. Okay, where to start with this? I'm still laughing about the cat boastfully dragging its prey to, to its beloved. So good. Um, so, um, first thing that comes to mind uh, with this is... Really, 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 really letting it sink in that these people are your teachers. They're here for you. They're here to to craft you, to give you the opportunity to know what you what your values are, to know to to be challenged. I mean, it's like working out, right? You can't you can't uh develop muscles if you don't work out you don't go through some pain to work out um and that's something that in a video i'm going to share in a few minutes uh talks about and that's an important piece so when you can first you know there's so much resentment here obviously dis disdain for these people but what if have you really considered and all, you've tried all these different things but have you considered that they're they're not they're happening for you that you actually called them in you actually have a soul contract with these people to go become so unconscious that they can show up in this way that rubs you so wrong that it allows your mirror to be polished right as Rumi said, if you're if you're annoyed by every rub, how will your mirror be polished? They're here to help you polish your mirror. They're here to help you not only know who you are and what you stand for, but then how do you deal with it? Well, and that's part of the question. How do you deal with it? In this in this case, the first thing that comes to mind from my perspective, you're an eloquent writer, you're a wonderful writer, write a letter. For me, as someone, I, I can sense the fieriness in India. I can relate to that. Um, I've definitely wanted to drag a few corpses <laughs> a few times <laughs> with my Leo cat-like ways, um, but uh, definitely not the <laughs> not the not the path that we're we're on. Right? Well, we're 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 at a point where we're obviously working on taking the highest road possible. So I would say, write a letter to them. Tell them how it makes you feel. You know, without. Being being coming from a I'm better than you perspective, being honest, sincere, vulnerable, and maybe they'll learn something from it. Maybe they'll learn something from your example. Because if you sit down and you try and talk with them and you're having all these reactions, right? And you haven't, you're still, you know, sort of not strong enough in your own development to deal with the 
the energy that they uh, that you they sort of instigate you drumming up in yourself, right? Because they can't make anything happen to you. That's just where you're at in your journey and that's okay. Write them a letter. Tell them how it makes you feel. Uh, maybe even give them some advice in a letter, but just be really cautious not to come off as egotistical or I'm better than you or anything like that. The other thing that I would say um, to really, you know, think about, and this is sort of the business side of me looking, looking at this, is if there was promises made about a salary and that's not having, happening and then they're spending extravagantly, that's a huge, huge red flag. Have you considered the fact that um, at the end of the t- this 10 months, um, there may not be what you expect to be? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I would really look at what leverage you have now, not in an angry way, not in a you know, overreactive way, but just from strictly do you, you know, is it, does it make sense to double down and continue investing time? Is there anything that you can do? If someone hasn't honored what they already agreed to, what makes you think they're going to honor it at the end of the 10 months? Um, you know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know the nature of the agreement in, in details or if there's some protection there. So that's assured. And if so, then this is a moot point. But if not, I would really think about how you can, um, you know, what would happen if you quit on them now? Where would that leave them? How can you, you know, how can you um, sort of make sure you're protected in this situation? Um, you know, maybe re- work something out, require the payment to be caught up. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, a, that's kind of a whole nother thing. I'm just, you, you, you do what you will with that uh, bit of insight. But more importantly, it's perspective, perspective, perspective. If you can understand that, really understand that they're here for you, they're not happening to you, they're happening for you. Um, and really take that on, you can start approaching it from a place that um, you, can, you can say, hey, can I be, as Eckhart Tolle talks about, can I be the space for this? How can I, how can I bring balance to this, this, this challenge, right? This growth opportunity. And actually, I have a, um, I have a video here from Eckhart Tolle, how, uh, how to deal with unconscious people. And I played this one, I want to say maybe a year and a half, two years ago, but it, it popped to mind. So um, I want to share it with you, India, now and everyone else. Uh, let's take a listen and I'll talk a little bit more. A question for you regarding dealing with unconscious people and whether you yourself, um, maybe more so earlier in your life, whether you have felt lonely or isolated or frustrated in dealing with unconscious people and what your approach was to that at different stages of your life. Right, yes. Thank you. Well, that perhaps is the main challenge to, for everybody because it is people mostly to who we get challenged by. Other sources of challenge are, of course, your physical body could present a challenge. Um, there can be financial challenges. But most, large part of challenges come through humans, because humans are difficult. Many humans are still very much trapped in ego. First part of your question, there was, I've, I've, I was 
relatively isolated for many years of my life when uh, after the shift in consciousness I carried on with my normal life. It had a certain momentum. I was still in the academic world. And then three, four years later, I had to go out of that, leave it behind completely. And then many years happened when I was not related to the world, to any of the usual channels. I had no particular job, uh, no relationships, no close relationships. And I spent many, many days, weeks, months not seeing that many people. And gradually, people would come to me for advice. That happened gradually, it slowly grew through word of mouth. And then I had that kind of relationship with humans. But throughout, there's always challenges even if you live in relative isolation, you will come into contact with humans that are unconscious. So I think the you need to welcome that because it's that it's all it's those challenges force you to become more present. You remember I talked about the other day if you want to make the body stronger, you do exercise, you do physical exercise. And what is physical exercise? It's making life difficult for the body. That's a, a new way of looking at it, but if you look at it closely, you'll see it, it is true, because the body suddenly has to make an enormous effort. You're forcing the body, you're pre giving the body challenges that were not there before lift a heavy weight, run a mile, or whatever it is you're doing. And so then through being challenged beyond its comfort zone, the body gets stronger. And in the case of spiritual growth, we need all those unconscious humans to challenge us. Otherwise, we, the presence would not intensify and, and arise. So the first thing we need to do, and I learned that also, to regard these unconscious humans as blessings. So rather than believing you shouldn't be here making my life difficult, <laughs> regard the unconscious human as something, a necessary part of being here on this planet at this time. And so you can welcome them when they make life difficult for you. The important thing is, though, that humans, the unconscious humans, do not pull you into unconsciousness yourself. That's, that is the challenge, the biggest challenge. And what I mentioned in the previous session also applies here. When you are being challenged by situations, or people, up to a certain point of human development, the moment a situation gets challenging or you meet a challenging person, you become reactive and become more unconscious than you were before you were challenged. So you meet a, an angry person, you get angry yourself. Uh, 
you meet a confrontational person and you become even more confrontational. You're fighting. Then a certain thing happens. We reach that level where beyond which the challenges make you more conscious. I think most of the people here will have reached the level where you may occasionally be pulled back, yes, but may have reached the level where from now on when challenges come into your life through situations or people, you become more present rather than be pulled into unconscious reaction. And that's your spiritual practice that can be your main spiritual practice. So if you realize relationships are your spiritual practice, whether they are short relationships or at work or family relationships, if you can shift your the, the way you look at relationships and then regard relationships as spiritual practice, it's much easier to deal with unconscious humans. And then the challenge is to stay present while they are being unconscious with you. I learned that early on when, after my shift in consciousness, my father's second wife was quite unconscious and then not only unconscious, she developed a mental illness, but the unconsciousness was already, the mental illness was already hidden in the unconsciousness. The mental illness she developed was acute paranoia, and she was in a mental home for a while, then came back home. Whenever I visited them, once or twice, as I mentioned before, I stayed in hotels, but many times I went there, visit, stayed with them, and I realized the moment I saw her, I would become intensely present. I would just go. And then she would start talking to me. Usually the stories would start with talking about her enemies, the people who were waiting down in the street and we would follow her, people she would see in, in shops. And according to those stories, there must be at least one or two hundred people whose main occupation is to follow her and make her life difficult. <laughs> but that was the story. So I had to listen. The moment I arrived, she would tell me the latest events of what happened to all these people who were following her and doing things to sabotage her life. All fictitious. And... Immediately, I went into in very intense presence. And by the second day, the stories would subside a little bit. And by the third day, she wouldn't talk that much. And once or twice, it happened that I was not acutely present when she was talking, and immediately the old stories would come back up. She would even look at me suspiciously and say, uh, what do you, why are you really here? What do you want from me? So I, I noticed there was a, my consciousness had an effect on her state of consciousness. So that was particularly noticeable in that case. And she became more sane while I was there. And the moment I left, she went back into a, a complete unconsciousness. 
So these challenges, what are they doing? They're forcing you to become more present. Like you said, like exercise. Exercise. If you can start regarding them as blessing, blessings, a necessary part of your journey. And this is true. I believe this with every ounce of my, my, my soul. Who are you mad at, India, if, if you're actually the one that put them here to so you could work out your, your muscles of calm, cool, collective presence. Um, and as he talked about, you know, you're going to reach a level where challenges make you more conscious. And this becomes your spiritual practice. These relationships are your spiritual practice. The fact that they're asleep, why are you getting mad? It's like getting mad at a, um, you know, I mean, I understand why you're getting mad, but, you know, it's like getting mad at a dog for, you know, peeing on the fire hydrant. It's, it's unconscious of what that what it's doing or peeing on the carpet, even more annoying, right? So they're just where they're at. And how can you serve them? How can you maybe prompt growth? How can you be an example to them with your presence? And like I said, I feel like you're you're a good writer writing a letter that is really heartfelt and then maybe taking any steps you can to protect your situation and make sure you're not taken for, you know, a complete ride. So, you know, 10 months from now, I've seen this sort of thing happen, even actually in the, in the grow industry, a friend of mine reminds me of his scenario. It's like once someone starts the stringing along, not doing what they said they're going to do in any business relationship, that's a red flag. It's a big red flag. So I would, I would figure out what you can do to sort of, you know, um, sure up that whole thing. Uh, and if you can't, you might really consider cutting your losses. And, you know, like Eckhart Tolle talked about here, the, the challenge is to stay present when they're being unconscious with you. Your your consciousness can totally have an effect on them. If you write them a letter and say, hey guys, this is, you know, I'm working on my own, um, you know, here's maybe some of the content I'd put. I'm working on my own, um, you know, my own inner state. I'm really working on being the best person that I can be with some of these things. I, I, I'm, I'm not here to judge you, but when I'm around these sort of things and these sort of comments and maybe use some of the examples there, they don't feel in alignment with who I am and where I want to be. And so it's not personal, uh, but my own, uh, well-being is, is crucial to me at this point. Um, and, you know, just kind of put it in a way that makes them really think about themselves. Make sure you don't do it in a way that seems like you are attacking them or putting them down or judging them. Much more like just matter of fact and very transparent and very open and very vulnerable and very real, very authentic. Bring that energy to whatever you write. And then, you know, really figure out what you want to, how you want to, is it worth it? Is it worth it to continue? You know, at some point we do have to think about, okay, I've learned what I can learn from this, this situation. Um, I want to make sure. And, uh, you know, most important thing is, is managing your own vibration and keeping yourself in, in that state of balance and, and wholeness and, you know, just peace, being at peace. And these, you know, but make no mistake, these people are here to challenge you and you're going through it and you are amazing. I can just sense your amazingness and just the way you wrote, everything is wonderful. You're going to get through this. This is, this too shall pass. Uh, you know, I, there's another, um, roomy, um, Quote, every human being is a guest house. Every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes from an unexpected visitor. Welcome and attend them all. 
Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. And that's a powerful perspective, isn't it? Every human being is a guest house. Everyone is there for you. And if you can really embody that and you're being challenged to embody that in a way that you really haven't been before. A lot of these things, you know, I talk about it all the time. A lot of these concepts is like, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. And then you bring in something really that hits close to home and really heavy. And it's like all of it kind of can go out the window, right? <laughs> it's like, so this is just uh, India getting getting your chops as you become the next greatest and greatest version of yourself. So I applaud you. Um, you know, these pains you feel are your messengers. Listen to them. And I congratulate you on where you're at. I congratulate you in the middle of this, this drama, right? That you have the power to... Um, to come through in a way that makes you uh, more than what you were before, in a sense. So with that being said, I do have uh, a song to leave you with. And it's a song that's really appropriate, too. You you talked about practicing lots of different things. Um, Breathing is so important. Like whenever you see yourself getting into that state, you can't be upset or agitated if you're breathing slowly and deeply. Try it. You can't do it. So next time you start feeling yourself getting like that, notice your breath. When you start getting agitated and reactive and, and angry and all these feelings are bubbling up inside of you, deep try deep breathing and, and watch how you can dissipate and move through them. It's a very simple, it's much simpler than tapping or meditating or you know any of the things um, that you talked about. Just... And you do that a few times and you instantly change your state. You instantly change your state and that is, uh, will put you in a state where you are better equipped to process and deal with. You expand. Can I be the space for this? You create more space with deep breathing. If you're breathing shallow, that's a symbol of the reflection of you having limited bandwidth, limited space to allow something to be in your presence. Deeper breathing, you instantly expand the space so this song goes out to you india this is telepop music a very well-known song that's been around a while but this is a um a cool uh remake of it um the song is breathe the uh remake is by super task or the cover i guess if you will actually so telepop music breathe super task cover hope you all breathe your way through this magical monday until next time journey well love you all Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.